Social media is whatever you make it. It can be toxic or uplifting, showing your truth or telling lies. The question I have for you, what roots do you have in rejection? I know, I know we all love ourselves and don't care if people ever accept who we truly are. But remember, it's me and you here, so it's okay to be honest with yourself. Social media plays a huge role in revealing the roots of our heart and people, really. I'll let you think about that while I properly welcome you to the show. Welcome to Invisible Talks, where the truth, different perspectives, and stories are discussed with invisible voices. Media outlets vary in using anonymous sources. There's no such thing as off the record. But here on Invisible Talks, all of our stories are off the record. If you're good, put the pieces together. I'm your host, Tyra Elin, recording in the Podcast Town studio. I want to hear your story and perspective to make my life better. I'm tuned in. I believe we all have roots in rejection. Let's start with the actual definition of rejection. It's the dismissing or refusing of a proposal or idea, something around that, right? It's the sparring of a person's affection. And when I say sparring, hopefully I'm, I'm pronouncing it right. It's the meaning to reject with the disdain or discontentment. Right. So that is the foundation in which we're laying rejection on. And I've dug into this concept of rejection under two lenses, one society and two family. So let's start with society. (laughs) When I think of rejection in society, I think of it as a bucket full of pressures. These are not imaginative pressures. They truly do exist. Um, They fall under cultural traditions that have cycled through our bloodlines for years and years. These pressures can come through physical differences, peers, social hierarchies, and leaders who hold authority over us, whether it's our pastors, our parents, our teachers, our bosses, right? There's this concept of rejection that also exists in families, um, which usually runs deeper than what the eye can see or the ears can even hear. The place of rejection that didn't come out of nowhere, but it's very clear. Rejection is connected to whom you are, whom you're connected to, and your experiences um, throughout your life. And so examples of that could be abuse, abandonment pregnancy problems, curses. Um, But let's pause for a second because I'm getting real deep into this rejection, right? Like pregnancy problems, abandonment. What? (laughs) I know some of you are wondering why I'm even talking about rejection. And it's because it's an invisible talk that many of us have on the surface, but we never really go deep. And so this is surface level. Um, And some of us haven't even skimmed the surface in our life yet. So as I give an example from my life, just listen with your ears, (laughs) Um, because some of you are living in dark spaces, refusing to turn the light on because of what you'll see or what you've heard you'll even see. Right. Family members, things that have happened in the family that nobody wants to talk about. (laughs) And if you don't live there, you need to revisit cleaning your house so you can see some of the opportunities right in front of you. You're still wondering why this matters, right? Or fearing what you'll find. Here's my story. And I believe I went beautifully deep starting with my family. Um, My mom, growing up with her, felt like an abandonment. 
now that's surface level and kind of obvious after listing some of the challenges my mom faced when she was raising me. It's a break. I understand that there was something there. It's abandonment. But it goes deeper than that because abandonment also has layers of neglect, situational, perceived or deliberate abandonment. Pause. I am not a licensed therapist. (laughs) Do your research. Consult your physicians around you. Seek their advice. This is just my journey that I'm always going to share with you. So I was clearly falling under the neglected abandonment arm of things. As a child, I found a variety of ways to cope. But as an adult, raising my kids and having a family, I couldn't keep running from how I felt about how my mom raised me, what she did and didn't do. I'm not saying that there is a perfect way to be a parent. Um, I realized that my mom had her personal ups and downs. And as a child, I gave her grace. But those ups and downs still impacted me in a way because I understand that I am fighting a spiritual fight daily. And so what I perceived to be wasn't always accurate. And um, some of the things that I thought was accurate was false. There's all of these different emotions that goes through a child's head that truly have to be rewired as an adult, if you ask me. But again, I'm no therapist. And so my relationship with my mom has its highs and lows. But what I realized would made me fall into this inconsistency of a roller coaster was holding on to my abandonment issues, uh, which birthed resentment. A root of resentment began to grow. And life always has a way of catching up with everything. (laughs) Um, So you have to deal with your heart. And because the roots will start to grow, they'll turn into trees. And my resentment, well, in my resentment, I wasn't really able to nurture relationships that I desired because there was a fear of more abandonment and other deeply rooted emotional issues that would connect to that. And so I was limited in whom I was being, despite who I was created to be. I'm not sure if I've told you all this story on the podcast before, um, but I didn't come to realizing this route on my own. It's been through building my relationship with God. And so I was at this service called Covered by God, and she was speaking as she led the, the service about resentment. And she began to go into prayer. And at the opening of prayer, I was like, I don't have no resentment, but let me pray (laughs) because my flesh always knows what my heart is dealing with. Right. That is a lie. (laughs) I'm joking. My mind does not always understand what my heart has done and how my actions can be manipulated based on my heart posture. My mind is trying to catch up. And that's why I love prayer so much. And so through prayer, she began to uh, pray for the people there to repent for having resentment. And I was like, well, it doesn't hurt to repent. So I just got on one accord, touch and agree in the spirit. And I began to pray and to repent. And God revealed to me in that moment. And this is like a separate episode and goes really deep into, I know a lot of questions that people have and like, how do you know it's God's voice? How do you hear God's voice? 
it's been a journey of strengthening my ear gates to hear his voice. It's this sound, it's like a little sweet whisper, uh, sounds similar to me, but I know it's separate and it always agrees with his word. And that's very vague. Um, but those, that's how I confirm his voice. That is how, um, I strengthen that muscle. And because I'm practicing listening to him daily, it's just like going work, going to the gym and working out. Um, I'm lifting those weights every day and trusting the outcome of this hard work put in and the outcome is hearing his voice. And sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. And I just try to follow it. So um, I hear this voice of me needing to repent for resentment to my mom. And then it got deeper than that. Um, the story began to replay in my head with all my children up until that point. Um, I was able to produce milk, but it was very limited milk. And uh, the Holy Spirit, who's the comforter, who uh, was given to me by Jesus when Jesus laid down his life on the cross, began to minister to me that my milk ducts were literally closed because of resentment in my body. My body, my physical body was holding on to my heart's posture, which was impacting my soul and my spirit, right? And so the soul was consuming that my spirit, I couldn't even hear my spirit. I don't know if that is really going to make sense to everybody, but the best way that I can really break that down and that experience is on the outside, I was not able to produce a lot of milk because on the inside, I was harboring these emotions that were limiting my capacity to nurture. Therefore, then it limited my natural ability to produce milk. Resentment got that so it got so deep in me that I wasn't able to physically do that. And when God revealed that to me in that moment, um, and it specifically being towards my mom, I began to uh, really pour out into the prayer that she was leading and give God the glory, one, for revealing that truth to me, and then two, asking him to forgive me, and then three, asking him, what do I do moving forward to correct what I have done in the past? And it was just like a really profound moment because then I kind of got a little dorky. Um, biology was not my strongest subject, <laughs> depending on the time um, of life. But I began to research milk ducts and um, how they flow into the breast. And just it just got real spiritually deep for me because I began to align other elements of sickness that I've had throughout my life. Um, to different things that I have held on to. And one of the, I had uh, benign breast tumors in my right breast and I had to get them removed. And God was literally showing me um, years later, um, that was a different revelation at a different time, how removing the milk, I mean, removing the benign tumors truly allowed God um to do a new work in me, to show me love and for me to actually receive it. Like my body literally couldn't receive love because of my experiences and where my mind was captivated, which therefore then was a domino impact to my heart. So it's all these rooted emotions that have existed. And some of them I was able to pinpoint and some of them the spirit of God had to lead me to. But it was really going back and being grateful that my eyes were open to see 
um, turning away from that emotion, like refusing to hold on to it again and then asking God how or what are my next steps? What do I need to do? So I can't take credit for the routes um, of pulling out these roots that were in my heart. I can only share the journey so you can become free too because there's always another side to the coin. And what I realized in those experiences, I was so stuck on my perspective of, I know my mom was going through it, but she still abandoned me because she had choices to do this, that, and the third. Like I was so stuck on my perspective. Um, it was so ingrained in my heart that I couldn't see another side and in limiting um my ability to receive a different perspective, I, I limited myself physically, mentally, and emotionally uh, for the blessings that God had in my life. So it gets deep. And it's also why I am such a champion of let's flip the coin. I'll hear your perspective. Now you hear mine. Because then we're exposed um, to a side we probably didn't see and our mind wouldn't even allow us to see because our experiences had suppressed us and held us bound and captive into these thoughts to believe this is the only way to think. This is the only experience that happened. I am the only person in this in the in these shoes right now or even back then. And no one understands. Those are all lies all lies. And there's a truth somewhere. There's a truth where my mother prayed uh, for me to be a strong mother, um, to have a family. There's a truth that she was limited, but she sought God for me to have better X, Y, and Z. Right. And so God honored that in her prayers, in her surrendering by therefore then communicating truth to me later in life. And so when I think about my trials, uh, whether it was with my mom or other family members, I use her a lot because she taught me the best lessons in life. Not only did she give me birth, but she has taught me a lot, continues to teach me a lot. And it's not it used to be about life growing up. And now it's just about myself, if I'm being honest. And I have not told her that. <laughs> Don't send her this clip. Cause she's going to throw it in my face in a great way. But, um, she's taught me so much. And one of the things I realize is trials expose my heart. They strengthen my heart and they teach me in my character, my very flawed character that I could have. And so I ask you today, are you open to receiving your trials and consistently finding a way to run from your trials? I heard this song on TikTok and it moved my heart because I was like, wow, I need God to do that for me and keep doing that for me because there's so much um, to be learned. This day to day life that we walk and we encounter is a face to face, hand to hand spiritual battle. It's all the things we can't see. So when I'm angry, it's really not about the person I'm angry with. It's about an experience that my body, my mind is remembering um, and I need to change it. <laughs> Because when I change it, I get the victory that the person on the other side of the table, the person on the other side of the handshake, they cannot move me. I become unmovable when I realize who I am and I see who I am and I see uh, the roots that lie in me. And so today it was rejection, the moments of rejection, which really was trickling and growing a tree of resentment and the leaves of bitterness were going to start falling off and the the fruit of anger were going to be given out had I not been able to identify the root and cut down the tree. Because if you look up, just look up wherever you are, 
Look up if you're outside, look outside the window if you're inside and look at that tree. It took a while for it to grow and mature. And so all of these roots that come from our childhood, they've been growing up until now. How big is that tree in your heart? The root of rejection, it can grow. Listen to the words of this song because it's not time for you to give up, but to keep going because rejection is the biggest spiritual battle and we all have roots in them. It's time for you to pull yours up. That's all we've got for today's episode here at Podcast Town Studio. These stories, they connect us. The ultimate question, what was the journey like to freedom? Wait, freedom is agreeing to disagree, different perspectives, healing from within, all because life and legacy are complex. We see people everywhere, but do we really see them? Their thoughts, griefs, pain or struggles? To be strong is to heal. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, He will help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you stay connected by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Invisible Talks Podcast. Until next time, I'm your host, Tyra Elam.